This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hello, business storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. Today, let's talk about websites, and especially as it comes to websites for roofing companies. And I have a guest on uh, with me, Jason Lass. He's in Albany, New York. Jason, how's it going? Uh, going well, Christoph. How are you today? Doing, doing well. Still um, self-isolating, I guess. I almost said quarantine. Somebody said that today. But we're not quarantining, right? Yeah. We're that's, only, that's, I, that's when you're sick. Yeah, I, I, well, potentially. That's kind of the term I've, I've come to use. Oh, well, we're all quarantined. But, you know, I, I realize that's not super accurate uh, as far as I know anyway. <laughs> it, <laughs> everybody knows what we mean. Exactly. Um, so what's interesting is we started talking about um, websites on uh, on Twitter. We were talking about that on there. I was kind of complaining about how roofing companies, there's so many out there that don't have a website. And we had a lot of hail damage here. In fact, you know, a lot of the insurance adjuster was looking at my roof and uh, ins- um, the, the roofing companies were looking at it. But I don't know any of them, right? right. So I check out their links and and whatever. Um, have you noticed that too, that a lot of them don't have websites? Um, I, yes, yes and no. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm only about two years into owning my first home. So I haven't really had a ton of need to look for roofers specifically. Um, but we have had some things pop up here and there um, through the home buying process. And as we've kind of settled in where I feel like there's a lot of these local uh, businesses, local tradesmen, um, things that, that just don't have a web presence and, and I'm shocked that in 2020, where we are now, that that's not more commonplace. Um, and and I, I understand that it's a matter of time and resources, um, but but I see it kind of as almost a necessity at this point with, with where we are uh, in society now to have some kind of website to promote yourself. And we're not talking about, like, it doesn't have to be super elaborate. Right, right. right. I mean, like, you know... I, I, I mean, I blog all the time, et cetera, et cetera. We're not saying that they have to file a daily blog article of 1,500 words. Right? No, of, of course not. And then, you know, cause I think one of the, the comments in the conversation we had on Twitter was, you know, people just don't have the time or the expertise to do it. But there's, there's so many options out there for kind of prepackaged templates and uh, canned stuff where the hard work is done. Um, fill in some basic information about, you know, your history as a company, your history as a person, what kind of work you do. Um, give me an idea of what it might cost for some basic common things um, because I'm looking for information. And if I'm looking up companies, you know, I, I know I'm, I fall kind of squarely into that millennial age group. I don't like to admit it, but I do. Um, and this is definitely <laughs> one of those areas where I, I feel the millennial in me. You know, I don't want to have to call somebody to get that basic information. I want to do the research myself. I don't want to get myself in a situation where I'm being pressured on the phone to get somebody to come out or to agree to a service or anything. I want to be able to do that research on my own time, look up on the website, get some reviews, kind of compile all that myself, and then decide who to move forward with. 
And if I am looking up your company or your name or whatever, and I don't see a website for you, chances are I'm not going to reach out any further. I, I mean, I agree with that so much. You know, even I got some recommendations from people and I just, you know, they sent me a link when there was a website and I look at the website and especially in the example of people, you know, doing roofs, I mean, it's easy enough to get a picture. Yeah, of course. <laughs> off the roof or the siding or whatever. Um, so what, what are the things, I mean, when, when we're talking about, you know, a website, you could very simply put together a WordPress site, right? Pick a template. And then what else needs to be on there? I mean, what's you said, the history, um, what else w would you recommend people post on their, on their, um, what I want to see for, for things where it, where it fits, um, you know, a, a, a plumber may have a more difficult time with kind of a visual profile of what they've done, mm -hmm. but for, for where that's possible, I want to see pictures of your finished work. Um, if you're a, a roofer, you know, show me a roof that you took down and then rebuilt, um, I, I want to see reviews. I want to see comments from other people that have hired you to do this work. Um, obviously, you always take those with a grain of salt, especially when they're on a company's website, because um, they're not going to put anything negative on their own website. Um, but I, I want to kind of get a feel for, for who you are, especially if you're coming into my house, on my property, working on my home, being around my family. Um, I, I want to know that the person that I'm having come out and do, do work for me is going to be uh, reputable competent, uh, safe, you know, all of these things. And of course, anyone can put up a facade on the internet. That's, that's very easy. And we see it all too often these days. But um, if there's no web presence, I'm going to be pretty skeptical. Um, unless there's some really good personal recommendations that, that brought me to you, uh, I'm going to be skeptical to have you come out and, and work for me. You know, and this is, this is why I love to have people on the show who can share their own thoughts and expertise on a topic. Because as you were just talking, uh, I thought of a really good example that I would have never thought about if, if you wouldn't have said what you said. Uh, and this is not roofing, but it's certifiedmobileautodetailing.net. And what they do is um, they, are, they come out, they get your car, and they clean your car, mm -hmm. right? I use them all the time, especially, well, currently, I get about um, three weeks on a gallon, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not going anywhere. Um, and I filled up at with uh, at one twenty two a wow. gallon earlier. That's, that's impressive. unbelievable, right? That's unbelievable. I mean, but it, I only had a quarter tank <laughs> to fill <laughs> up because I haven't gone anywhere. So, but anyway, so when I when I would drive places in the office and whatnot, you know, I have him clean my car every once in a while. So it's certifiedmobileautodetailing.net. And if you check out the website, it's pretty simple. Um, but it has pictures and it has what they do. It has an update on COVID-19 and it has a, a coupon. And then he has pictures. Check out the auto detailing work we've done. And this is in interestingly after the fact. But then the other thing he does, and I, I love it. He did this with my car too. He posts pictures before and after pictures. And my car was a total <laughs> disaster. And, but he, you know, he, it was like after the winter. Yeah. And so he says, this is what it looked like before we got it. And then this is what it looked like when we were done. And just like the visual, right? Like it establishes you as, I know what the heck exactly. I'm doing. Hire me. So, so important. And it's not very difficult to do. Um, what else do you need on the website? I mean, a phone number, I guess, right? Should be yeah, if, if it's uh, um, whatever the contact information is, if it's a phone number, if you give me a, 
a form or an email that I can send you an email, um, that's going to be a huge plus for me. Um, you know, like I said, I hate just kind of cold calling somebody to ask those kind of some kind of basic questions. Um, if you give me an opportunity to email or chat with somebody um, and just say, hey, you know, I'm looking, you know, do you do this kind of work? We had a we had an issue in my house um, about a year ago where we have a, a pressure boosting pump coming in from our well into the rest of our house. And it was here when we bought the house and it was it was great. And then it had kind of progressively gotten louder and louder and louder and anything with a motor that starts getting louder and louder and louder, you wonder when it's going to die. So I had looked for, looked up for some plumbers. And you know, one of the first things that came up on my Facebook page was it, it was admittedly kind of a franchise chain situation, but you know, I sent a message and said, this is my problem. Is this something that you guys can do? And they got back to me right away and said, yes, it, it is. You know, what's, what's going on. Can you call our office tomorrow morning? And I gave a few more details so they could kind of do some legwork and prepare for my phone call the next day. Cause it was eight thirty nine o'clock at night. Um, and I'm getting a message from the owner, which spoke volumes to me of customer service. Um, but I called the next day and they had the background, they pulled it right up and we got it taken care of within three or four days. Um, and, and that was, that was just huge for me. So being able to have that, uh, digital point of contact, that's a little less intimidating to start that, that conversation, that relationship with someone you don't know that you've never been involved with before. Um, that was huge for me to be able to do that digitally. And then once that groundwork had been laid, you have to eventually take it to a, a phone call to an appointment and things, but um, being able to start that online was, was huge for me. Yeah. I, I hate calling people, honestly, um, please make an yeah. appointment, <laughs> you know? Um, so then, I mean, testimonials, right? Yeah. I assume that's something we want to put on websites. Uh, I just, uh, you know, the content performance culture book came out in January and now people are writing reviews and on Amazon, right? So whenever they do, whenever I see them, I actually also put them over on the landing page, yeah. right? Because people can then see what, what people are saying about the book. Yeah, and I, you know, I think one of the, the biggest things that any business, especially a, a smaller or a local business kind of has going for you is that um, that social currency that, you know, are pe what are people talking about? What are people saying about me, my business, the work that I do? Um, my uncle is a, a wedding photographer for 35, 40 years now. He's never once paid for advertising. And he's done thousands mm -hmm. of weddings over the past three and a half decades. Um, never paid for a newspaper ad, a TV commercial. It's all word of mouth. People like his work and they tell people that they like his work. Um, and he's been busy working weddings and events for, for years now. Um, so having that personal kind of touch of, you know, people, people like to listen to other people as a, as a communications professional, you know, the, the line I use a lot is I'm paid to say good things about my organization. You are not. Mm -hmm. So if I can get you to tell your story of why this is a great organization, why does this thing that we do help you? Why is it positive? that's going to carry a lot more weight than an official press release announcement from the organization saying, Hey, we're really great at this. Now I have to say that the people that buy our service do not. Right. Um, so why do you think there's so much? Um, so I'm just looking here, even at the, um, if I do roofing company and I know it shows me the ones that are closest, um, like 70% probably have a website when I scroll down. Um, so it's not zero, right? Um, but I definitely would prioritize the ones that have one. And then, of course, people also have 
uh, Google reviews. So that's another thing. Oh, my goodness. It's not getting yeah. any easier, right? Um, so you want to make sure. So if I'm looking here, okay, 3.3 stars, I probably wouldn't pick them over the five-star five one with a website. Um, how, why do you think there's such a struggle for some companies to, to and I, we're just kind of, we're, we're picking on the roofing a little bit here because that prompted the whole discussion, but it's other businesses right. too, right? I mean, it's the, the ice cream store down the road or, or whatever. Um, why are some companies, why is it such a struggle to, to get their website up and running? Uh, I, I think it, it's just kind of a fear of the unknown for a lot of people, uh, whether they just, they feel like they don't know how, um, they don't have the time. I, I think a lot of people don't realize how many websites start from something that was just pre-canned and pre-made by somebody else. Um, put your own colors on there, your logo, change the fonts all simple stuff that you could do in a document in Microsoft Word, um, do that to one of these templated canned websites, and you've got something that looks different from everybody else's. And most people are not going to stumble upon the other organization. You know, if you're a roofing company and you use this template for a website, most people that find your website are not also going to find the ice cream parlor 1,500 miles away that uses the same template on their website. So the chances of somebody kind of catching mm -hmm. you and saying, hey, your site looks exactly like this other site that I randomly happened to come upon, is pretty low. So you kind of start with one of those and make it your own. And then over time, as you get more comfortable, it grows and develops and you add more things to it. But getting, getting that website up in the first place is a lot easier, I think, than a lot of people realize. You're not sitting down and coding a website from scratch anymore. You're saying, oh, that looks nice. I want to use that. And you click and it's there. So I, I think it's kind of just a fear mm -hmm. of the unknown of websites used to be this big, scary thing that you have to know how to manage. You have to know code. You have to know all of this technical stuff. And you really don't. We're not there anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. Very. It's, it, it is interesting. So then I, now I'm looking at a company and I was just, as you were talking, right, I'm scrolling through some companies and I clicked on one I already clicked on before. Isn't that interesting? Out of like 15 companies. I keep going back to the same one. So I wonder why that is. And their website is, um, so 4.6 star rating. So not terrible, right? But also not, um, not terrible, but also right. not perfect. That always makes me wonder when everybody is perfect. Um, and then when I click to their website, it has everything. Home, it has pictures, customized roofing and siding solutions in Marion. Roofing, gutters, siding, everything has their own um, sub category on the navigation bar so it just feels like it feels very organized um, our work reviews contact and this you know the contact is just a form um, you fill it out um, once you have a website up though i mean do you see companies that don't then they have nobody responds to the forms i seem to run into that yeah i've had a still. couple situations there and I, I can't remember what the businesses are to be honest but it's been it's been something like that you go the website looks good they you know their work looks great you know, they, they kind of know what they're doing and you fill out this form and send the email off and that's it. You never hear back again. And then that makes me say, all right, well, I'm not ever going to try them again because they never responded to me. Um, same thing. You, you call somebody, leave a voicemail, you never hear back. Or how many times do you try to call and follow up before you just give up and move on to the next thing? Um, So make sure you, uh, if you if you have it set up, that's yeah, somebody and, is available. And make make sure it's respond. going to an inbox that's monitored. 
Um, but, or if it, you know, we have forms on our websites that go to multiple people, if that's the case, make sure somebody responds because you could easily run into, I get this email. Well, I thought you were going to respond to it. Well, John told me he was going to respond to it, but I assumed that Sarah was going to do it. Then nobody responds and nobody realizes nobody responded. Yeah. So uh, what, for, for a company to get started, if they don't have a website, I mean, is it just as simple as for them just to um, set up a URL with a self-hosted WordPress? I mean, is that how what you would recommend or what's, what's I, I your I think it approach? kind of depends on how comfortable you are with computers and technology in general. Um, the first site that mm -hmm. I designed myself from scratch years ago was a Wix site. Um, I can't stand it now. I would not go back to it and use it again. But that's because I'm looking for more than Wix provides. Um, for somebody that's never done a website before, Wix is great. WordPress is great. Uh, the, the kind of basic side of WordPress, obviously WordPress can be expanded and customized a lot more. Um, and I don't remember WordPress.org, WordPress.com, which one is which. I can never remember, remember that. But um, WordPress is really easy to get started with. Um, I know at one point, I feel, I think Adobe had a... a, a platform where you could make a pretty easy customizable website um and any of these things that'll kind of let you get in with a visual site builder or pre-built templates or anything um, will usually let you get a domain right through that so kind of you know even if you do a google search on you know build my own website you're going to end up with so many different options domain.com squarespace um, all of these different options out there um, that really let people drag and drop and start from scratch. And you don't have to have a degree in web development to do it. Right. Yep. So that's definitely, I mean, certainly you still need to use correct language. You still need to have good, uh, good grammar, good calls to action. Right. Um, and, and, and things that are readable. Um, but it is an easy way to get started. And certainly if you need help with, um, with some of that, I mean, there is certainly companies out there that can help you just to give you some advice. Uh, I mean, I even do that, you know, like I've had people have me look at their website and they say, well, I want to do this and this and this. What do you think about that? I'm like, well, I wouldn't place the call to action right. so low, yeah. put it up higher. Right. Um, and they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And I also wouldn't do, uh, what was the other one? White, white, uh, black text. Uh, yeah. Really, really hard yes. to read. Right. Um, and then what's another one? Yeah, we'll give, we'll give we'll give everything <laughs> away for free today, Jason. Um, all caps. Um, and actually, the site I'm looking at here, which is a really good site, they have all caps in their navigation bar. But um, Lindy Wheaton, who's a fantastic uh, UX designer, told me before. She says, "You know, capitalized text. You know why the warning on cigarette um, packets is um, all caps? Because it jumps out at you." No, really? because it doesn't, because people, people do not look at all caps. Um, they skim over them, right? Because it's not like the natural way of reading anything. You don't read all caps. Um, so you don't actually read it um, and you're not intended to read it, right? You're supposed to, it's supposed to be there. And we all know that cigarettes aren't good, but at the end of the day, that's not the main message. So if you make your main message all caps, your chances are people won't read it. Um, so, Lindy Wheaton, I wonder if we have to make a note. We have to give her a shout out when that we publish the wow, episode. I, I, you told um, me something today, Christoph. I did not know that. That's that's a really cool little tidbit. <laughs> I'm just the messenger. Um, <laughs> but there's other things like that, right? And certainly you can 
you can find people who can who can help you with that. And the other thing is you can learn as you go, right? I still think an above average website that looks halfway good is still better than a- no absolutely. website. Absolutely. It's gotta be there. Um, and I mean, if I were to look back at that first site that I built on Wix all those years ago, oh God, I, I would probably try to delete it off the internet quicker than, you know, anything else that might ever have to be deleted. I would be just embarrassed and horrified, but um, it was a, a learning process. You start with one thing, you realize what works, what can you do better? Um, and, and you go from there. And as you, I kind of outgrew that platform and I moved to WordPress and I've been there ever since. Um, I, I use WordPress sites at work. I use it for the, the work I do on the side. Um, so WordPress is kind of everything for me and it, it continues to be a good platform. Um, but I, I don't know that it's the best place to start for someone who's really never been involved with that kind of stuff at all. Um, it might be a little bit of a learning curve and, and building up to it, but there, there's so many options out there that will help you avoid some of those big pitfalls by using those, those templates and kind of pre-canned designs, at, le- at least in my experience. Yep, absolutely. The other thing to think about too is, um, I, and I'm not making the argument here that it should look terrible, but think about Craigslist. It's highly, Craigslist is highly successful, right? Yeah. And it's like, it looks terrible. And I just yeah. pulled it up. It still looked like looks like it looked like 10 years ago. I mean, I think, yeah. right? So I'm not saying, you know, uh, copy what Craigslist is doing. But what I'm saying is, if you just have a site with one picture that looks good, that shows up what you're doing, that shows your character, um, you know, if, if you're a roofing company, it could literally be just the house, right, with yeah. the roof um, or the team or something like that. Um, and then just have some text and have some contact info. That is already better than sending me nowhere. <laughs> exactly. No, nobody's expecting, you know, uh, Joe Roofer in, in, you know, any town USA to have this beautiful looking website that rivals, you know, Facebook or the functionality of, of any of those you know, huge, gigantic sites. You know, they have teams and teams of developers to do that. And when you're a, a small operation, you, you just don't have that manpower. But something is better than nothing. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, know your market. If I'm hiring a plumber, I'm not hiring a plumber for his web expertise. <laughs> what, do you, um, what do you say to the people that say, we don't need a website because our business is doing just fine? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I try to bite my tongue a little bit and pause before I respond to that <laughs> um, and, and say business is fine, but business can be better and carry on longer if you have a website. You know, I, I think we're almost to the point now where most businesses have to have a website. Schools have websites. Churches have websites. Um, contractors have websites. You know, real estate agents have websites. Everybody has a website. With the, the way our, our society, our world is moving online, especially now while we're all isolating and socially distancing because of the coronavirus, Everybody is trying to get everything online. And if you are not online in some sense of the word, and, and you know what, for, for some, some folks, I'll even give them having an active Facebook profile as, as a mm-hmm. start. If you're not online in some fashion, you're going to lose people because they're not going to find you. People aren't pulling out the phone book to look for a contractor anymore. I don't even have a phone book, honestly. Um, the, the other thing is too, uh, you know, as uh, with this coronavirus happening and everybody is now trying to 
accelerate digital transformation. Um, I've seen that too, that, you know, they could use it more often. I'll give you an example. I actually attended a school board meeting from my uh, living room uh, chair, right? Yep. Sitting there. And um, it was kind of funny because they were on a Zoom. Yep. And um, at the end, they said, well, we had more people attending today than we have at regular meetings. Yeah. And, and I'm like, of course you are. Because yep. first of all, everybody wants to know what's going to happen. And second of all, you don't have to get up and drive over to wherever they meet and then sit there. Right. Exactly. And I, can, I don't have to get dressed. So it's something to keep in mind, the accessibility for sure. And then the other thing that came to my mind when you mentioned churches. So, of course, since nobody can meet with anybody now. Right. A lot of churches had to really quickly figure out a way um, to to get their uh, sermons live streamed. Yep. Right. And I wrote about that. It's not as difficult as some people make it out to be. But if you haven't done it before, it certainly is harder than, uh, you know, than, um, than just having the regular church service. Now, what I've also noticed when, when I search for Cedar Rapids, where, where I live, um, on Spotify, there's a lot of churches that already have podcasts. So guess what? Some of these churches, they didn't have to change much, right? right. Because they already knew how to do it. Um, and so it makes it easier when you stay ahead of the curve and not necessarily wait until it's almost too late. Absolutely. And, you know, I can, I can speak to kind of both of those those experiences that that you you mentioned the school board meeting and the church services you know i i work in education so we've been this was one of our first things is is how do we have our board meetings where people can still attend because legally they have to be allowed to um and and luckily i work with some some good leaders here that were able to get us up and running and you know advise the the districts that we serve how to kind of get up and running with that um and it's been a success so far um, we had our first board meeting shortly after the first kind of gathering restrictions that would impact that happened. And it was well received by everyone. It had taken, uh, it wasn't a, a standard board meeting. It was for purposes of just for our budget, but it took what had been an hour, hour and a half meeting. And it was condensed down to 13 minutes because all we had to do were the necessary parts. Um, this, this was an event that had a lot of moving parts. It had a bunch of different presentations and all sorts of different things that went with it. That all got stripped away. We did what we had to do. 13 minutes, people were in and out, and they loved it. Um, that's kind of my professional side. On, on my, my personal side, I, I work with, with my church, and I manage our social media and everything. Um, so when we made the decision ahead of the, the order to stop gatherings, when we made that decision to you know stop holding worship on Sunday mornings, um, that was some of the first email chains that I was CC'd on, was how do we make this happen so we can passion. Um, and we kind of talked about a bunch of different ways, but we have a, a Facebook page with a small audience, but um, like the rest of our church, we're small, but dedicated. And it's been so well received. We've done, we just had our, our Easter service uh, live on Facebook, very well received. People love it. It's not the same as being there in person, but it was so well received because it was better than nothing. Um, and this is, I think, just opening the door for how do we change things when we're not restricted to who can be in a room together. Um, I, I think this is going to be a positive change for a lot of things, and it's going to be radically different, but I think that's for the best. I mean, at the end of the day, right, it, there's people who might watch it on Facebook and who might not come to church every week. Absolutely. We have um, a, a large elderly population that can't come out of their house, whether there's a virus going around or not. Um, and there, there were folks who haven't been in the church for, for years 
that, you know, we're seeing Facebook comments from their, their kid or their grandchild or whatever saying, Hey, mom's here with you. You know, grandma's looking at the screen, um, things like that, which is, and that, that's really encouraging for us because we know that, you know, it, it's nice for, for those of us who can gather every week to still be able to have something, but for people who can't get out of the house and generally don't have a way to connect, um, to know that they're getting something out of it is, it, it makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic story. Jason, where can people find you on the web? Um, I am on uh, Twitter. You can find my, my Twitter page at, at Jason Laz, J-A-S-O-N-L-A-Z. Um, I don't have a personal website for myself, um, but Twitter is, I, I tend to be pretty active on Twitter. Part of my, big part of my job is doing social media, so I'm pretty dialed in there. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing your insights. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't have a website, find a way to get one, find a way to show off the positives of your business. Um, so people can find you when they're looking for you. Right? Absolutely. Could, I mean, it could, it could mean um, making some revenue or not. Yeah. I mean, if you're, Thanks. if you're doing a business, you're, you're doing what you're doing and, mm-hmm. and you, there's a reason you're doing it. So tell people the reason you're doing it. Right. Absolutely. Great. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks everyone for listening until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.